welcome back to Invader Sports, the EPL edition. Today, it's just myself and Luke. Adam had something come up. So we were going to do a little segment on, you know, p- predicting the best young new players that are going to come out. They don't necessarily have to be in the EPL, but we're going to save that for when he's back next week. We do have an international break next week, but we have something planned. So there, there will be some episode that comes out. So, uh, Luke, how you doing, man? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? you? I'm good. You must be really good, huh? So let's uh, let's start with the the biggest news of the week. Cristiano Ronaldo back with Manchester United. One, I mean, you must be happy. Super happy. I really at, at this point, I didn't think it would happen. Um, I think if it or prior to this happening, I, I thought if it was ever going to if it was ever going to happen, it would have been when. Um, he left to go to Juventus, left Madrid to go to Juventus. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I just assumed it would be going to America or going to China or somewhere like that for um, the rest of his career. But super excited. Yeah. I, you know what? I actually thought he might try his luck in Germany so he could have four, four domestic titles at four different places. I don't know that if that's sense. ever been, been done before. But uh, yeah, obviously it went bad with Juventus pretty quickly, huh? It, it yeah, seemed like I mean, he, he was out pretty quick. There, there was something that broke out, I think, at the beginning or end of last week. And then it literally out of that, within no time at all, it was like, Man City, you're interested. They were in advanced talks. It sounded like the contract was pretty much done. And then 12 hours later, it's like, Man City have pulled out. United are now going for him. What's going to happen? And then, yeah, like you said, it was just, I think in the space of 48 hours, unhappy at Juventus to signing for United subject to medical is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, now on that note, all I saw when I woke up was that he's going to city. That's like all mm-hmm. I saw up until the, the report came out that as he's actually signing with United. Now, would that have been really bad for United fans? Would they have been really betrayed if he went to city? So I guess to put it into perspective, in, in my opinion, that would be, pretty like everyone's gonna say he's that one of the best players they ever play and that will never never um kind of be in question right. but i don't know how united fans would deal with that i think for me it's like probably the most painful thing that could happen is seeing ronaldo in a man city top maybe the only thing worse would be seeing him at liverpool yeah um it's pretty bad like on a scale from one to ten it's probably like a 9.5 10 of like the worst things that could happen Right. So that's why I was so surprised. I mean, obviously, City have funds, so they could have gotten them if they wanted to. But that's why I was so surprised. I was like, really? He's going to go to City? I was like, there's no other places he would rather go. And I actually said to myself, I was like, he'd probably be better off at at Man U because they could use the scoring. Now, here here begs the question, where is he going to play? He's going to start in the middle, surely. I mean... When he went to Juventus, I think there was the whole thing of he's obviously not as quick as he used to be and he's looking more like a number nine or he was at at Juventus and it was more just being more deadly in the box and kind of being that all-round finisher. Um, I think he'll do the same at United and what we'll have is a front three of maybe Rashford, Sancho and Ronaldo, which I definitely would not complain about. That is Um, damn good. That is damn good. You know, you've got Greenwood coming off the bench who's at the moment, I think scored in every game in the well this season. Which, yeah, 
So it's even off the bench, you know, you have so much, and Cavani, you have so much diversity in different ways you can play. Um, you know, if you need higher tempo, you've got those forwards like Sancho, like Rashford, even to some degree still Ronaldo. Um, he's a bit of a freak. Um, but if you need kind of, for whatever reason, two world-class finishers, you've got Ronaldo and Cavani both at your at your fingertips too. So I think this uh, this raises a massive, massive issue for Oli though, because up until now, he's had excuses. And yeah. when you literally have Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably the best player to ever ever play it's time for your team that there's no there's no uh there's no excuses anymore so it's going to be interesting to see what happens yeah um, and and to have Pogba and Bruno setting everyone up I mean yeah. this they could score a ton of goals now I wish I remembered the odds to win the Premier League but I know for a fact that man you drastically has gone up so the new numbers now are Man City at plus 125 Chelsea at plus 275, and then Liverpool and Man U are both plus 500. So they weren't plus 500 before getting him. I know that. But, I mean, they drastically shot up. And even in the uh, the Champions League, I'm sure they're pretty high now as well. And uh, if, if you guys didn't know, we recorded a, a Champions League episode, and my father-in-law was on. And as soon as he found out the news, he was like, I might have to change my pick because <laughs> – you know, Ronaldo in the Champions League, he's no joke. You know, no. he's really no joke at all. So let's see. They uh, are now sixth. They are now the sixth favorite to win the Champions League, man. You. So, yeah, bo- both both went up. And I think this is nothing but positive news if you're a Manchester United fan. Really? Yeah, I still this is going to potentially be one of the weirdest things. I still do not think they'll win the league. Really? I mean, we'll get into kind of what happened against Wolves at the weekend, but um, the midfield's really not good. I think we've got this world, world-class world defence now. I think, obviously, Luke Shaw had a great end to last season and is starting off okay. Um, Varane, you know, yeah. you, you really don't get anyone more uh, more decorated than what he is. Maguire's looking more comfortable. Um, and Wan-Bissaka, I think, is should be good next to Varane. You've got that solid back line. You've got an absolutely stacked attack. That midfield, there just needs to be a defensive defensive midfielder in there. I think before challenging for the league is is um, so. So who's the is- issue, Fred? I guess mm-hmm. he would be the the issue then, massively, right? Massively, massively. Um, okay, he's been caught out. So what? We've with three games in, and two of those games, he's been like very, very clearly the weakest link. Yeah. Um, so like an insane amount, like the drop off from everyone else's performance to his is is yeah insane now obviously i wouldn't want this as as a liverpool fan but imagine you swap out fred with fabinho you think you win the league then i think we're in the conversation to be competing against um, okay city and, and chelsea uh, i i don't think with the talent from even liverpool liverpool city chelsea i don't know who wins um but I think you definitely are comfortably in that conversation versus at the moment, a lot of fans are still saying, well, you know, we need to fix that number six position. And as of right now, we have 25 hours to do so. So right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And if it doesn't happen, then you're going to have to wait till January. And then January transfers, they don't really, they're never really that big of a splash. 
So we'll see. Is someone like Renato Sanchez? Is he someone that you would target? I think he's just gone to Wolves, like literally in the he, last couple of hours. Oh, he did. You're right. He did. Yep. I, I knew he was going to be moving uh, sooner than later. And yeah, mm. he did. He just went to Wolves. I think, so I think I, it's a good signing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Wolves have a couple close losses already, but uh, they're still still a decent club. Uh, so and lucky. I, they have been. But I'm really happy to see uh, Jimenez playing, man. That injury he had was really scary. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. scary. So uh, before we get into the match breakdowns, I want to ask you guys to send in some questions. All you got to do is e- email scenevaders at gmail.com. Uh, Cinevators is the parent company of this podcast, so that's why it's all going to be Cinevators at gmail.com, and that's also this we're Cinevators on social everywhere, and that's where I tweet out these episodes as well. So get in some questions. You know wh- what do you want to know about? Uh, we got the international break next week, so we can we can answer a ton of questions next week because there's no games that we have to go over. But uh, but yeah, I'm interested in what you guys think. Who you think is is going to win the league, and uh, does does CR7 take Manu over the top? We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, all right, Luke, you want to break down the games? Sure. Uh, I guess we should start with uh, one of the more interesting games, um, which is City City uh, versus Arsenal. It's a 5-0 win for City. Yeah. Um, some interesting stats to take away. It's two weeks in a row now that City have, have walked away with a 5-0 win and uh, mm-hmm. without a striker, which is very interesting. The goals are are flooding in even without a striker so we'll see if they get one but another defeat uh for arsenal as well which is obviously uh yeah kind of becoming a bit of a standard thing now well we we called it we said they're gonna get smashed by city and then our other prediction was if they lose next week to norwich it could be bye-bye arteta it could be yeah, i definitely i definitely think that's a conversation now which is sad because kind of as we were saying last week I don't know how much you can blame the manager for. Um, right. I think right. there's so many other components of the club that need to be changed, and Arteta may not be making all the right decisions. But I don't think he's a. Uh, sorry, I do not think he's the full blame for what's going on there. I think the players just look really, really out of shape as well, and no yeah. one seems to know what's going on. Well, it always seems to be the easy way, right? Just to fire the manager and then hope everything kind of turns itself around but that's just it's just the way it is and it's sad but I, I don't think he deserves to get fired either but they're getting smashed they're 0-3 and if they lose to Norwich I could see some kind of move being mm-hmm. made especially if they get embarrassed yeah you know? I mean the thing is as well right so we we kind of said last week that City are very likely going to win but it took them seven minutes to score and from that yeah. point forward it was never ever in a in Arsenal's favour. So it's even the fashion that Arsenal are losing in. You know, you can accept a 1-0 or a 2-0 at City, right? Like most teams are going to struggle, but man, 5-0 and conceding in the seventh minute. Yeah, it's tough. It's not good. And, and uh, for you uh, goal scorer prop betters out there, I think uh, Gundogan is a good first goal scorer for Man City. He does it quite often. So, uh, and like you said, they don't really have a striker, so they're kind of the hardest team to, to predict mm. who's going to score. But I think, I mean, he led them in goals last year with 13. But um, and, and for the amount of goals they score, for their leading scorer to have 13 goals, that just shows they just spread the ball around. I mean, that's Pep style, really. He yeah. wants to pass, 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 and then have an easy goal. 
But Ferran Torres had a nice game. Jesus ended up scoring, but it it was an embarrassment. I mean, it, it was four nil at halftime or no three nil at halftime. So yeah. it's just yeah, it's it's not looking good. I mean, even Gundogan's goal to to open things up, he should not have been able to to have uh, got a touch on the header. Like, I think there was four Arsenal players around him. It was back post. Someone's got to pick him up. So for for him to have that it, again, it's it's not just the scoreline. It's the it's the goals they're conceding. That's that's tragic. Yeah, you're right. It really is. I mean, it's and I don't think their goalkeeper is really that bad. You know. I just think they don't have any help at all. Would you say he's he's bad? I know Arsenal fans really like Leno, and I'm I'm on the fence about it uh, about him. But I do okay. think uh, his confidence has got to be knocked right. Like when you're, is it two? What was the first score uh, on the first week? Was it one nil? They lost to Brentford. Yeah, they lost two nil. Two nil. Right. So yeah. you know, and then. I mean, they've conceded, like, I think the best part of what, 10 goals now. Yeah. Yeah. Your confidence has got to be knocked, which isn't going to help him. Um, maybe the international break can can be the let-up that he needs, but I don't know. I, 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 it's not all down to the goalkeeper, right? I think the defence got to do more, but yeah, I they think really he's okay. need it. <laughs> um, after City lose to Spurs, they go off and rattle off two 5-0 games. So... I mean, City's, City's going to score. That's what they're going to do. So mm-hmm. it's going it's to be a tough race, but I'm really excited to see them play Chelsea, play Liverpool, and play Man U because I think they could have some battles there. And there's some other teams that I think will give them some trouble. I, I, I don't think they're going to have that many wins, but, uh, you know, I'm talking like over 100 points, anything like that. I think the EPL is too good this season for yeah, anyone to have. Up. Yeah, for anyone to have that many but uh, all right, want to go to the next one? Yeah, so the next game we had uh, Aston Villa versus Brentford in a one-all draw. Um, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, yeah. It was one of the, the 3 p.m. games. So it was, uh, we only get the highlights over here. We can't watch the um, the full game, but the highlights was um, were really, really good. Um, I thought, oh, I forgot his name, Wendy, um, Buendia's goal was really Buendia, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, and he, he's... He leveled it up quite quickly. I thought there'd be more goals than that. I was surprised that that was it with the goals. Yeah, it really was. For sure. I think um, in general, I think Brentford are playing really well. They are. This season so far. Yeah. Which is really nice to see because the thing you, what what tends to happen or is happening more now is you kind of have those three clubs at the bottom, which I think Adam kind of was going into it last week where, you know, they get promoted, then they drop back down and they get promoted again. And, by the looks of things, Brentford could actually stay. I, it's super early on, right? But right. by the way they're playing, they're exciting to watch, which is half the battle. And hey, if they can get pick up these draws away and and pick up wins against Arsenal, you know, you never know. Yeah. I mean, three games in and they, they haven't lost a game. So you got to give them credit for that. that. Yeah, exactly. You got to give them credit for that. So they are going to need to beat the lesser teams and... uh We'll see if that can happen. But yeah, if I'm a Brentford fan, I'm really excited right now. I really yeah, they am. They look up for it. They look up yeah. for it. And Tony's, again, I'm surprised no one's picked him up. Um, seems mm-hmm. like a steal, but yeah, yeah, if they can keep hold of him for the next 24 hours, then yeah, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, that's all you got to worry about, right? It closes mm-hmm. in 24 hours. So yeah. there you go. 
I'm sure Brentford fans will be uh, be checking that clock. But yeah, but yeah. So the uh, the next game we have is Brighton Everton. Everton won two nil. Um, man, how good does Damari Gray look? Yeah, he really does. He really Absolute does. Absolute steal. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be one of the bargains of the uh, of the season. To be honest, uh, he yeah. scored last week as well. So I think he looks really good. Um, I'm not too sure what was going on with Richarlison and Calvert Lewin for the penalty. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, what was that? Are they, they were arguing on who gets to take it. Yeah, so Calvert Lewin is usually their their penalty taker. Um, for whatever reason, Richarlison decided he wanted to take it um and yeah i'm not really too sure what happened i don't really know if there's a background behind that but i'd understand if richardson won the penalty then he's kind of maybe you know i want it i want to take it but i'm not got sure. it got it i don't think he won the penalty so it's it's interesting yeah whenever i see that kind of debate i always feel like that should be decided beforehand like if there's a penalty like like for liverpool salah's taking it like there, there, mm-hmm. there should be always a guy that penalty someone's taking it unless there's something like this where or if someone gives it up like say someone drew a, a great penalty and the guy that was supposed to take it goes nah you take it you take you deserve it something like that but with mm-hmm. these kind of kind of arguments they just i don't i don't know maybe maybe we're charleston just really wanted to get on the goal sheet you never know but yeah what i found inter- interesting with this is brighton actually had 66 possession 66 percent mm-hmm percent possession and they had 14 shots on goal three on net to everton having 14 and five on net so they played well enough to get points out of this game it just they couldn't put it home yeah um i think everton are the the one thing i kind of find with them um is they seem to just do or what they did at the weekend even was they just do the basics really well and they can kind of hold off when they need to so yeah I think Brighton were a bit unfortunate, but I think Everton did did what they needed to do. Yeah, well, coach game. Yeah, I mean, you got to hand it to them. They they yeah. they got the two 0 win, so yeah, these types of games happen. Now, this next game really really int- intrigued me because of how it ended. So why don't you kick it off? Which game it was? Um, the Newcastle Southampton game. Yes. The uh, the two old. I mean. <laughs> As a Newcastle fan, you're going to not be a. That's going to sting a little bit, I think. So, uh, it was it was two one two to Newcastle, and in the final moments of the game, um, Southampton get a penalty, um, and Warprowse scores. And you know, you you have to like that's one of the worst things you could have in in any game. Um, So, yeah, it's. It's one. I mean, what did you think? I, I felt so sorry for Newcastle fans. I felt sorry for them for multiple reasons. One, I mean, it was a hard fought game all along. Callum Wilson gets the first goal in the 55th minute, right? And then it's tied up in the 74th minute. And then St. Maximum scores in the 90th plus one. Yeah. And they did they did all that work to get the lead. And then a penalty five minutes later when the game technically could have been over by then, but you know, they, they let them take the penalty and that just sucks, man. They, they deserve yeah. to win. They deserve yeah. to win, you know, no, no shade on Southampton, you know, whatever they got the draw, but that was Newcastle's game to win. And I felt really bad for them. I did. I just, Newcastle just seems to get really unlucky. I feel like not even just like this game in general as a club, it's, it's this sort of thing happens to them probably more than I think 
any other team, which is really sad. But um, yeah, yeah, it's not great. But say maximum is like Adam was saying last week again, just so great to watch. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah. His goal was good. Celebration was great. Um, jumping into the crowd and celebrating with them. So yeah, I do feel for Newcastle, but fair play to Southampton. Yeah, that's what you got to say. It's true. So yeah. Uh, next game, we have Norwich versus uh, Leicester, and it was a 2-1 win for Leicester. Um, another loss for Norwich. Yeah, another one. So that's going to be the battle of the defeateds when they play Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, Timu Puki finally gets his first goal of the year. I mean, that's- do you do you remember when they first came up a couple of years ago? He was lighting the league on fire at first. The first like, crazy. 10 games. Yeah, he couldn't stop scoring. He got play of the month for the first month, I think, as well. Play of yeah, the month he, for, for August, yeah, he which did. is a crazy yeah. thing to do. Yeah, and Jamie Vardy puts another one home, all Brighton to uh, to get the win in the 76th. I mean, I, I think these types of games could go either way. I think maybe in the return match that uh, Norwich, if they get their shit together by then, they could they could pull off a win. I mean, they mm-hmm. had t- they had tons of shot on net, tons. They had more shots on net. Uh, and more shots on target. So it's just, you know, Leicester with, with Schmeichel and with Vardy and all the other class players they have, they just couldn't get it done. I mean, really, really Cantwell's going to have to step up. I mean, you're going to get a majority of your goals through, through Pookie, but Cantwell's going to going to have to step up or they're going to be in the relegation zone sooner than, than we think they could be in big trouble really quickly. Now, who do you think wins next week uh, or uh, in two weeks, uh, Norwich or Arsenal? That's going to be the game to watch, I think. Um, I'd like to say Arsenal, right? Like just yeah. naturally you kind of think Arsenal, but I have I have no idea. I think it could be a draw. I could, I'm could. i seeing a draw myself. Maybe, maybe like a 1-1 one, one or I'm something thinking. like that. Yeah. I can and see it, Arsenal going ahead early on and then, I don't know, I think Norwich will just come back and and bite them towards the end of the game. I could see that too. I, I can't wait to watch that game. I really can't. Because it, what it's going to tell me, Luke, is is Arsenal really that bad right now? I know they're in crisis, but this is a 0-3 versus 0-3 team. Show your dominance. Show that you belong. And, and really, really give it to them. Because like I said, Norwich can't find a way to score right now. They really can't. I mean, Arsenal can't either. So... It's going to be tough, but they really going to have to go out there and just show them what they're made of. They really they they have to. They they need a statement win. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean there was the whole thing right that Arsenal season does start against Norwich because um, they had a pretty yeah. pretty tough start to the season. So it'd be interesting to see if they if they can capitalize on that. But I completely agree with what you're saying. I think they both at this point really got nothing to lose, and they're going to go out there and give it their all. And I'm just wondering if. If it is just uh, one team will score and then they'll sit back and the other team just managed to break them down late on and, and uh, yeah, ends up being a draw. See, if, if Arsenal score early and then park the bus, they're going to end up either losing or getting a draw. They need mm-hmm. to go at it. They need to go at it and show that they can score. So we'll see what their game plan is going to be like. I'm very excited to see this game. Me too. I'm just wondering if their confidence is, is too low that they're going to be like, Right, we've scored. Let's just protect the goal at all costs. Right. Um, I've no. I I don't know what to um to expect with Arteta or any of Arsenal's players. 
Um, we could see the opposite. We could see them just go out there and score three, four, or five. But we could. But you know what's also interesting here? And not not only are they both zero and three, they're both minus nine in goal mm-hmm. differential. So yeah. <laughs> they have nothing to lose, man. Go out there and play. Go out there and play and try to score. So we'll see, but I'm very excited for that game. Me too. Me too. Um, It's definitely, I think, going to be the watch of of the weekend. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's funny because they're both don't have any wins, but it's just the way it is right now. I'm excited to see it. Exactly. All right. Next Uh, game. Next game. So we got West Ham versus Crystal Palace, um, which was a two-all draw. Um, Very positive. It was the first goals for Crystal Palace um, under Patrick's rear. Patrick, can't say his name, Vieira. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, Vieira. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, two's better than one. And uh, I think it was Gallagher that scored both goals. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Super good for him. Um, and then, yeah, from West Ham's point of view, Antonio again, um, looking to have a really, really good start to the season, a goal and an assist. So mm-hmm. not too many complaints from their side. But yeah, I'm happy that, that Crystal Palace have fi- finally managed to grab a goal. Um, and I think yeah, that Gallagher, he looks right. I haven't seen too much of him so far, but from watching him at the weekend, he looks right. Yeah, I mean, and look, it was it was impressive. Uh, West Ham was 2-0 with a plus five goal differential going into this game, and Crystal Palace couldn't even score. And the fact that they put up two and uh, against the quality club, I mean, I think West Ham's going to finish top, top six. I really do. I mean, they got Antonio, Ben Rama, Fornells, Bowen, uh, Suchek, Declan Rice, they got plenty of, of players that can that can score and that can make an impact. So mm-hmm. I got to give Crystal Palace credit. That was a hard-fought draw. And they went down twice and came back twice. So exactly. that, yeah. that, that, that shows heart, you know? I'm curious to know, because um, the one thing that really stood out to me from that game was um, West Ham defensively. Um, and to me, the, the, the huge takeaway was how badly they need a centre-back. Um, I know they're rumored to be getting uh, Kurt Zuma from from Chelsea. Um, to me, it, it seems like kind of the, the most necessary thing to them right now. Um, can to know what your thoughts are? Yeah, that'd be a great signing, honestly. If they could afford him, uh, that would be great. Is he just not? Is he done with Chelsea, or he wants out? What's the story there? I mean, I don't know where he starts at Chelsea, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about them against Liverpool um, in yeah. a minute, but defensively i think center back wise you know you've got rudiger in front of him you've got christensen you've got um tiago silva yeah i don't i don't know where he gets game time and i think uh sorry west ham is it's a good move like you said it's still battling for europe um to me it makes the most sense and it's regular game time so we'll see what happens but i think for both parties it's it's a really good move yeah i'm i'm all for it listen you got 24 hours to get it done go get them if he's not going to get playing time there, you might as well. I mean, he could start for West Ham, so you might as well just go get him, exactly. right? Um, okay. I'd really like to see West Ham get Lingard as well. Um, yeah. I think just offering that extra little bit of creativity, pushing forward. Um, apparently, he's set to stay now um, at United. So we'll see what happens there. But, man, if, if West Ham get a decent centre-back and another player going forward, I think, like you said, Europe is definitely definitely more than possible yeah it is i mean i I don't know why they didn't try to keep lingard 
in um uh, after last season. I don't know if West Ham wanted him back or what 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 was the story there, but they should have tried to keep him for sure. So apparently West Ham wanted him back, but Lingard wanted to stay and fight for his place at United, which I think is bizarre, by the way. Um, when you have Pogba, Bruno, Sancho, Rashford, Greenwood, Ronaldo, yeah. and Cavani ahead of you, where, where do you where do you see yourself fitting in? But yeah, I mean, maybe play at West Ham a couple of years, show that you really have what it takes to be a goal scorer, and then you can make that move somewhere else if that's what he wants to do. But he, I, he should go to West Ham. He should. The thing is, we've got the World Cup um, next summer. And this is the time where he needs to be getting regular first-team football if he's ever going to be picked for the squad. Um, he's 29, so this is probably going to be his last chance um, to be in a World Cup squad. Um, so, yeah, to me, it makes sense to go to West Ham, but if he wants to stay and fight for his place, it's his call. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, cool. well, let's uh, move on. Let's, let's see what happens in the next day. Yeah. So the next game, um, which I'm sure you've got plenty to stay for, is Liverpool-Chelsea, oh, which was man. a one-all draw. Um, yeah, I mean, how did you find it? It was a great game to watch from, uh, from my side. It, it really upset me because that, that game was ours to take after that red mm -hmm. card. And, you know, we tied it up right at halftime with Mo putting home in the corner, no problem. I mean, we dominated possession 66%. We dominated shots 24-7 on goal. I mean, it... I, I just don't know why we couldn't put it at home. It was one of those games where I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. I'm like, is this going to be it? Is this going to be it? And I think outside of the Jota header that went over the bar, we really didn't have many great chances. So, I mean, credit to Chelsea for playing with 10 men and going more of a defensive style. But mm -hmm. that it upset me. That, that was our game to take. And I really hope it doesn't bite us uh, later on down the road. I really yep. don't. Uh, what, yeah. what did you think? I agree. Um, I thought Liverpool got really unlucky, um, but I also thought Chelsea defended really well. Um, Christensen and Rudiger in particular, I don't, I, I'm not sure what's happened to Rudiger over, over the summer or even end of last season, I guess. He just looks so good. All of a sudden, he's just really come into his own. I thought Christensen was arguably man of the match, um, was everywhere, um, and between them shutting Liverpool down, which is insanely difficult with with the front three that Liverpool had or have. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, was Liverpool's to win, but I think you have to uh, to give Chelsea some credit too. I thought they played really well defensively. They did. They did play really well. So I mean, th those comes games happen sometimes, and you know you're not. It's 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 football. It's soccer. There's it doesn't always go the way you want it to sometimes. But I was like. Come halftime, I was so excited. I was like, all right, they're 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 down a man. Jota's on. We're going to find a way to score. I thought we'd score three goals. And it just didn't mm -hmm. come together. It just really didn't come together. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty upsetting for me to watch. But what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? So, all right, we yeah. can go on to, go on you, to um, Sunday. Go, oh, what, what was your question? I was just going to say, what did you think of the penalty decision? Do you think it was, it was harsh to him? was completely obvious uh i think that the red card was harsh i do um but no i think it was a penalty you're, you're talking where salah scored mm -hmm. yeah yeah i, I thought mean, it was a penalty i've just seen a few people complain got, about it. 
Yeah. I don't know why they complain about it because the guy made his body bigger. He stretched his arm out. So to me, that's a penalty all day. I mean, that yeah. shot may, he, it may have went in if he didn't stretch his arm out like that. So that's, that's what I think is the right card. That's because where he's. Yeah. yeah no, no. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I guess. I mean, if I'm going to say that he used an extra part of his body to make his body bigger, then I guess you have to give the red card, right? If it's in the rules. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that, I think the official rules are if it's like an official, uh, sorry, if it's a clear goal scoring, goal scoring opportunity and it's a handball, then I believe it has to be a red. Um, okay. So I can see why it's considered harsh, but I, I agree with the decision. I think it makes complete sense. Um, so, yeah, moving on to, on to Sunday, we had uh, Burnley versus Leeds. Um, as one of the opening games, this was probably my favorite game of the weekend. Um, oh yeah. Both teams. It was such a scrappy game. Um, there was horrendous tackles all over the place. Barnes probably should have got a red card. Um, but it, it was such a fun game to watch it. Burnley are just one of those teams where it's all about physicality leads are the same. So I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, definitely was a fun game to watch, and uh, my boy scored Patrick Bamford. Love him, yeah, yeah, big fan of his. And I just picked him for our uh, whatever you want to call it, goal pick him. So I get a goal from him, but uh, but yeah, I think I think that was a good good game too. I like Chris Wood, I, I, I think Chris Wood is he's a good player, you know. So uh, it, it, it and it also showed me fight in Leeds because I was kind of worried about Leeds that they mm -hmm. just kind of lost their mojo momentum whatever you want to call it but uh because they were you know they couldn't find they, they can't find a win yet so i yeah. thought after wood scored that it was probably going to end up one nothing but no uh yeah. eight, 86 minute bamford scores a goal so maybe this will be a turnaround and they can start winning some games you know i think so i think it's gonna be a nice bit of confidence for them uh I think they're rumored. I'm not sure if it's confirmed yet, but I think they're going to get Dan James from from United. Ooh. Um, and I just think that will be the that push they need going forward. He's so fast. Um, so I think him with Bamford and Rafinha, that's not a bad front line to have at all. It's um, not. It's not. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But I think Leeds will be happy with a draw. Um, but it was, yeah, like from from a, a neutral standpoint really fun game yeah it was um but yeah were you surprised that they came back and tied it because i was expecting one nil i was um because burnley are i don't really know how to describe them for someone that doesn't watch the uh the premier league but they're just that team where people have such difficult uh, time breaking them down yeah um so i agree i thought especially going into the the later moments of the game you know, leads its energies, maybe starting to run out. I didn't see them scoring, but I'm glad they did. I like Bamford, um, yeah. so I'm happy for him. And yeah, like we were saying, I think hopefully this should be the push that Leeds needs to to crack on and, and actually get some wins. I think it will. I think it will. Because they do have some quality in their team still. And, uh, you know, sometimes a draw can give you that momentum you need, especially since they were down late like that. I mean, mm -hmm. if he doesn't score five minutes, the game's over. So yeah. it's 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 a really big goal for them and uh, happy for them. Bummed out for Burnley, but, you know, Burnley's going to do what they're going to do. So I'm not worried about them at all. Yeah, makes sense. 
Um, and then the next game, we had uh, Spurs versus versus Watford. Um, Son scoring the only goal in the game. Um, yeah, pretty, seemed like pretty standard sailing for uh, for Spurs. And another 1-0, 1-0 win, third one. Yeah, they seem to, that's all they need right now, huh? They have three <laughs> wins, three goals, and... That's pretty rare, I feel. I don't I don't know. I mean, they're not gonna get shutouts all year, but I think the fact that yeah, they're out, they're at the top of the table right now with uh goal difference. So yeah. if you're a Spurs fan, I guess you gotta be happy, especially with fearing you might lose Kane. Now he's not going anywhere, at least not this year. Uh, so we'll see if he's healthy. Sonny's on fire, he scores two of the their three goals they have all year. Uh, but yeah, Watford, I don't know about Watford. How are you feeling on them? That they, they really didn't show much life whatsoever. No. Um, and they're probably right now the team I'm looking at to to really struggle. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not too sure what's going to happen with them. Um, I think they've just lost Troy Deeney as well, um, which is mm. a massive thing for them. He's like a, a club favorite or a fan favorite, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I think they're the team that's going to really struggle. Um, especially when we get further into the season. Well, I mean, they're struggling now, but I I, I can't see that letting up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely have to keep an eye on what they're doing. But as of right now, yeah, I think them alongside Norwich are probably the the two teams that are not looking too favourable. Maybe uh, week 10, we'll do our predictions for who's going to get relegated. Yeah, I think, that, I think that'd be good. Um, Something like that, because they could be in the mix. I think definitely. Um, yeah, I think definitely alongside alongside Norwich. Um, I'm not sure how much will change uh, between now and week 10. So it'd be cool to uh, to revisit that. Now, speaking of worried about a team, a team that your team just beat, Wolves, mm-hmm. they are also lost three games all by one nothing. So yeah. how do you feel about them? Uh Wolves is such a weird one because from, from looking at the table, they're in a very similar situation to, to Arsenal. Um, Performance-wise, though, in terms of how they're actually playing, they couldn't be more uh, opposites. I think Wolves are playing some really exciting football. Yeah. Traore looks immense. He looked, he looked incredible at the weekend. It just seems to be finishing for them. Um, I think United were lucky to come away with a win. Um at the weekend. So I think Wolves will crack on. Jimenez has just got to get his confidence back. I think after three scores, um, especially a header, I think he'll be fine. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm not super worried about Wolves. I think they'll they'll pick things up. Um yeah. It's just I, very interesting to look at the table and seeing that they're on in the same sort of position as Arsenal. But yeah. I mean I, if you would have asked me before the season started, I I would have never said that they not have a win or a draw in the first three games. So it's pretty, I mean, losing, losing the manager has to be a big deal, right? Cause he was, yeah, he was big for them. But I also, this is the, the sad thing is I think out of all three of those games, they could have, and maybe should have won at least two of them. Um, mm. It's just, again, it's just going forward. They can get the ball in the box, but they just don't have anyone at the moment. That's that's finishing finishing the chances so yeah um yeah i mean bit of they a, had bit of a tough plenty, time for them but they had plenty of opportunities 15 shots six on target i mean that was more than 
than Man U. Man had 10 shots, three on target, and they just can't find the back of the net. They just can't find it. So I mean, I'd, I'm not sure if you, if you if you watched the game, but De Gea made a crazy double save. So even in instance like like that, it's just really not going Wolves uh, Wolves' way at the moment. Uh, mm. But I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be fine. I'm not worried too much about them. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, a- anything else on on Man U? Uh, are are you getting super excited, especially with CR seven? Are you you still trying to keep your your hopes relatively low, not to get too overexcited? You know, I'd be a lot more excited if Fred wasn't playing. Uh, <laughs> he was. I mean, if you ever want like the clearest example of a weak link in a team, I think. Yeah. Fred is that. Um, I he could have cost cost United at least two goals on on Sunday, um, and I, I just need need to fix that. I, you know, like we were saying, you know, when you have options like uh, Donny Van der Beek on the bench and um, even Matic, I know Matic can't play so much ninety minutes week in week out, but too when you get to half time and Fred's almost cost you two goals. Yeah. You've got to be taking him off. And I can't imagine, you know, how that's making Van der Beek feel, knowing that there's someone in front of him who's literally causing mistake after mistake. Okay. Um, it must be That's tough. what I was going to ask you. Is there someone that you can bench him for? Would you play Van der Beek ahead of him right now, next next game? So it's a yes, on, it's a yes and a no. Um, the no because <clears throat> Van der Beek to me is not, a defensive player i think he offers a lot more going forward yeah but the yes because i can't see how he'd be worse than fred so okay. it's a really weird one i think either way um one of the issues that we saw at the weekend was pogba has to drop back um yeah. and really hold the hand of of fred basically in that game so we missed that opportunity to um let pogba t- um express himself going forward yeah um, so not only are you not getting that defensive, that defensive part, you're also taking away that attacking presence from Pogba, which is exactly. a massive loss. And that's what I was just going to say. It's affecting two players now. So they got to address this soon. I don't know anyone on the top of my head that they could get right now to address this, but getting Ronaldo, that makes them serious, serious contenders. So they should fix this as soon as possible, whether they have to overpay for someone or what but get it taken care of. I mean, it's probably too late to happen now, so you're probably going to have to wait till January. But listen, mm-hmm. Ronaldo's never been one to shy away to getting in the teammate's face. If, this if is he's gonna, like, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get right in his face and be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, play play football. What are you doing? Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens when those two are on the pitch together. Uh, do you have a, an idea when Ronaldo makes his debut? Probably two weeks. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll be after the international break. So the eleventh, the eleventh September, I think we'll be seeing him start. The other question as well, is he gonna get the number seven shirt? Ah, so, I was talking to my father in law about that. He's like he he's like uh Cavani doesn't want to give it up. And I, I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh, that's what I said. That's what I said. Like what I other mean, what other number can he play play in? I don't know. So the argument was that when Sancho came in, he wanted the number seven shirt and Cavani said no. And I think to a degree, you can understand that, right? Yeah, sure. 
when it's Ronaldo and literally his brand is CR7. Yes. He's also completely different. Sancho's a great player and whatever, but like it's no, it's it's not even comparable, the level of influence and experience they bring to the club. Ronaldo's again probably one of the best players. Well, no, is one of the best players to to yeah. ever play the game. You you can't turn around and be like, oh, you know what? I'm I, I don't want to give you the number seven. Yeah. I'm gonna hold on to it. You gotta, uh, you gotta text me if you if you find out anything about that because I'm really interested in what's gonna happen with that. Just give him the number, man. It's it, it's Ronaldo. It's Ronaldo. Just give him the number. Exactly. <laughs> I, the only thing is, I'm not sure if because uh, Cavani's now played. He played at the weekend as a number with the number seven shirt. I'm not sure what the rules are, so I'm not sure if uh, if the Premier League allows you to Ooh. switch. So that's the only reason I would say maybe he doesn't get the number. If it's literally just right down to can he have it, I think it's a yes, but it's whether or not it's possible um, with legality side of the Premier League. I'm not too sure. What would he play with, like 17 or 77? or what, like What else can he uh, use? He's try and get off Fred, and we all know Fred's the best player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think there was rumors um, about him. It might be the number 28, which I think is the number that he started with. Um, yes yeah i so remember maybe. that it wouldn't look right though would it like if you it just saw ronaldo no. turning up with a number 28 uh shirt so we'll see what happened i think it'll be a i think it'll be announced this week what number he's gonna be be wearing okay that's interesting all right so uh unfortunately no adam so a little shorter one this week but we are still gonna do our draft we texted in our draft picks so I'm well, let's give a quick recap recap. Uh, Bamford scored for me. So that gives me three goals now. And Luke, you are still at three, I believe. I am. Yeah. Been over okay. two weeks. All right. Yeah, yeah. They'll start adding up. And uh, Adam, Adam's at three. So now we are tied. Um, this is going to get really fun once we start picking a lot more players. So my goal scorer is someone that's been consistent all year. I'm going with Sun. I believe in young men's son, and I think he'll keep putting him in the back of the net. And yes, I could have had CR seven, but I didn't pick him because I already had the idea of picking son. So no other reason outside of that. And Luke already picked a United player, so he couldn't get CR seven either. So yeah. Luke, you went with. I went with Tony um, from from Brentford. Yeah, I, that's a I don't know. Good pick. I, I can see him just continuing to score. So yeah, I thought I'd. Uh... Pick a pick an outsider. Yeah, it's kind of like my Bamford pick, like players exactly. on le- lesser teams that are, that are going to get goals. And the reason why I'm tied with everybody is because I picked Bamford. So yeah, I mean those it types of out. players. Yeah, those those types of players are are going to get you goals. It, it's going to happen. And uh, Adam picked CR seven or CR twenty eight. I guess we'll see. <laughs> to be confirmed. But, yeah, to be confirmed. But. Uh, so, as I said, there's no action next weekend, but we are going to do something. We got to figure out when, uh, you know, possibly Monday, but it's going to be really uh, transfer based, uh, Champions League based and any questions that you guys send to us. So please send them in innovators at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from anyone, even if you're an Arsenal or a City fan. We haven't been too nice to you, but we actually we've been nice to Arsenal fans. We want them to do better. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. really difficult at the moment. It's just, yeah. They're having a hard yeah, time. 
I'm not sure how many positives you can say when, you know, you kind of just come off the back of losing a third game in a row and losing 5-0 to a team that doesn't even have a striker. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, we're going to keep it positive. Hopefully they kicked Norwich ass. Uh, sorry to Norwich fans out there, but they need something. They need a positive. So, yeah, we'll see you next week. It's going to be a little different because, again, no games to cover. But uh, everyone have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Oh, thank you.